Hey, Brine Lions! I'm Tim. And I'm Emily. And this is On the Hill with Tim and Emily. Hey, today we uh, have Taylor Hasty with us on the podcast. He is a 2006 graduate and former Brine Head baseball coach and athletic director. He is currently uh, serves as the high school principal and athletic director at Silverdale Baptist Academy in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So, Taylor, we're excited to have you on. It's great to see you. Thank you. It's good to be back. Enjoy being on campus always. Yeah, thanks for being here. So when we have Brian family in the room, we always like to ask them to share just a little bit about their Brian story. So if you can tell us about how you came to Brian and what the years following look like. My Brian story, like everyone's Brian story, uh, is interesting and involves uh, a lot to do with God's calling on my life and bringing me here to Brian. I know that I'm not the only Brian grad to be able to say that, but I arrived here in the spring of of 2002 on a visit, uh, kind of a random phone call from the Mm -hmm. baseball coach at the time brought me here and my parents basically said, we're going to go visit Brian and I didn't want to visit Brian. I was planning to go to Furman <laughs> University in South Carolina, and we came on campus. And when I was on campus, I, I really felt the Spirit of the Lord in a really mm-hmm. unique way, felt his sense of calling to this place, uh, felt like this was a place that I could could be and belong. Mm-hmm. I think we're all looking for a place where we can belong, sure. and I felt like Brian was a place that I could. And uh, I, I did. I came here, was here for four years, graduated, and then was so privileged to serve alongside so mm-hmm. many, including you, Tim, mm-hmm. uh, during my yeah. time here. And uh, I just really reflect on those 16, 17 years of wow. my time on the Hill with such fondness. So so how many roles did you actually serve in on, on campus post-graduation? <laughs> well, can you, uh, you haven't been here as long as Tim, so you no, can be. No, I haven't, and I haven't served as many roles as Tim. Uh, Thank you. I think yes. he takes the cake yeah, all day. I think your punch card is is much <laughs> much more than mine. I right. <laughs> uh, I served in half a dozen or so roles okay, cool. uh, from admissions uh, liaison, admissions, uh, you know, being a being assistant coach, head coach, athletic director. Mm. Um, you know, whatever you know how it is. That when you're when yeah. you work at Brian, you're willing to do whatever you can to further the mission to further God's kingdom, whatever that means. I mean, it's nice to have a title and a title comes with a paycheck, but, but none of us are here at Brian because of a title or the, or the money we're, we're here because we're on mission. And so whatever needs to be done, uh, we're all willing to do. It's one of the most Mm -hmm. special things about this place. Yeah. Very cool. I would agree. So the reason you're on campus today is because you spoke and brought the word in chapel, um, this morning and you kind of introduced this by talking about, um, just the power of stories Um, and I love that my background is in the arts. So like, I very much like to think of myself as a storyteller in a certain sense. Um, but I just kind of wanted to poke, um, a little bit further into that and be like, Hey, how have you seen stories play a role in your life? Well, I think our life is made up of a series of chapters in Mm. one story right? The mm-hmm. story of Taylor Hasty, right? Um, and so God uh, certainly plays a major role in that, of mm-hmm. weaving that one little tiny individual story into his broader story mm-hmm. of everything he's doing in the short amount of time that I get yeah. to be 
on on earth and um, but stories are they 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 shape or they tell how we are shaped in so mm. many different ways so if i look at things that are true about me or or ways that i've changed all of that is connected to a story of some mm. kind and i think through identifying those stories we really learn more about how we're shaped about how others are shaped mm -hmm. by their interactions with us uh, we can understand what is true about our story Maybe what are some of the lies that we tell ourselves yeah, about our definitely. story? Because that certainly so plays a role too, right? For that sure. something we think or we're convinced happened to us, maybe not. It's just mm -hmm. the the story we've told ourselves. Um, and and I think those are attached to memories, and uh, that's what makes story really powerful. Is that's mm -hmm. how we remember things. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely can think of a couple stories specifically that are like. I guess I just told myself this for years and years. And then there was a moment it's like, that's not, that's not true. <laughs> like I told myself a story for years and years that I was go with the flow. Mm. And I, y'all, I am not go with the flow. <laughs> like I don't actually, I, I wanted to believe this part of myself, but anyways. Um, but I think that's so interesting. It reveals so much about who we are, but also like with reflection so much about like, I don't know how the enemy is attacking us and the lies that we're believing um, mm -hmm. that may or may not be rooted in truth. Mm -hmm. So love that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so as Emily mentioned, you came to talk in chapel today. And so you uh, shared a parable from Mark. Um, can you kind of give us like the, uh, the highlights, right? Like not to go through your entire <laughs> talk, but to kind of go over your highlights, like the, the high parts of that story and then kind of what made you choose that particular story. So Mark 4 records Jesus's parable of the sower, which is mm. one most people are probably familiar with. And it's one of the, you know, the, it's so fascinating to me that Jesus doesn't just come right out and say things. It's yeah. like he mm. knows that the power isn't in the principle. It's really in the principle found in the story, mm. right? So back to that just for a second about that story. So the more that I uh, read the New Testament, the more that I read about Jesus, uh, I, I, people say all these things about Jesus nowadays, right? Both mm. whether, where they, wherever they fall in the spectrum of faith, mm -hmm. they like to talk about Jesus. Everybody likes to talk about Jesus. Right. And so if you study Jesus, you really see how he tells these stories and it's kind of amazing the principles found within. And I, mm. unfortunately for me personally, the parable of the sower, I see myself in that story so mm -hmm. much. I see my own heart reflected in the, in the story of these types of soils, right? Whether it be the hard path that, that the seed doesn't even get planted because yeah. it's hardened, mm -hmm. right? Whether it be the the rocky soil that isn't really soil, it's just rocks so nothing can mm. grow. Mm -hmm. um, how good we are at hiding that we're really rocky, right? Yeah. I'm very good at hiding. I've been mm -hmm. in the church for a long time. We're professional mm. hiders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the, whether it be the thorny soil where you have weeds that grow in your life, anything that gets put in our heart mm -hmm. that, that gets in the way of growth, right? And then there have been times in my life too where the soil has produced fruit, that this yeah. this fruit that God calls us to bear uh, in our life does come out. And so, you know, I can see times where I've been hard, times mm -hmm. where I've been rocky, thorny, and then certainly fruit too. And that's, in some ways, we're all somewhere in that, mm -hmm. you know, four types of soil. Our heart, our soul is somewhere in that Um and I wish it wouldn't move so much. I wish I could say, well, I bear fruit all the time, yeah. a hundredfold, as Jesus says. But uh, unfortunately, that's, that's not true. 
So. And I really appreciated the way that you just explained it then and in chapel as well. It's like, just because you might, you know, be convicted and, and realize that you are kind of rocky soil, it does not mean that you stay there. Like if they're, right. you know, if you really are seeking change, like you can progress and, and have that time of bearing fruit. So, and I think that's, that's important to know. Cause I feel like maybe as a kid, when I heard that, I was like, well, what if I'm Rocky? Do I just stay that way forever? You know? And it like, maybe wasn't always presented as like, there's an opportunity to like change out of that. And it just, it just always felt so finite to me for some reason when well, I was we, a kid, we love finite things. Yeah. Mm. We, we can, they're mm-hmm. easier for us to understand. Mm-hmm. We like things to be fixed. We, we, as much as we, so you were mentioning a second ago about something you believe to be true mm-hmm. about yourself. Well, I believed I really like change. You know, I, I moved all over the East Coast growing like, up. I love I, it. I really, I mean, I embrace change. I really don't. Mm-hmm. And and really, most of us don't. No. We mm-hmm. like things to be predictable, to be the same. And so I might be rocky. Well, I'm just going to accept that. Mm-hmm. That must just yeah. be true of who mm-hmm. I am. I'm just going to, I've got to accept that about myself mm-hmm. and live from that place of acceptance. And the truth is, is that God doesn't even accept us for who we are. Mm-hmm. He loves us. He created us. He knit us together for a purpose, but he doesn't leave us alone. He doesn't say, hey, uh, you've surrendered right. your life. You're good. No, he calls us to holiness. He mm. he shapes our life in new and meaningful ways. He moves us closer to who he actually created us to be. Mm. And we're all on that journey. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly shifting and changing. And I think that's why a lot of us, and myself included at times, we don't really want to open the word. We don't really mm. want to look in that mirror. Mm. We're not going to like what we want to mm-hmm. see. And so mm-hmm. we, we know that. And so we just ignore it and hope yeah. that... You know, and so then, and then we'll just preach this message of acceptance, mm. and that's not who who God is. He yeah. doesn't. There's no one Jesus interacted with who walked away the same. Yeah, not a single person. They all, and and whether they experienced his judgment like the Pharisees, where they mm. very, you know, in a realistic way were confronted with who they were by Jesus, or the woman at the well, or the rich young ruler or, you know, the woman caught in adultery, Mm. none of them walked away from that encounter with Jesus the same. They were all changed. Mm. I love that. I think about, it's like hard to look in the mirror and and accept, like you said, accept yourself as, you know, Rocky, just to stick with that example, because it's painful to look at. It's even more painful to like ask the Lord to do something about it. Mm. You know, like Mm. pruning is just... Mm. I think about it anytime I pray about it. I'm like, y'all better, I, I better get be ready. That's right. You know, cause it's yes. not going to feel good. It's going to hurt. <laughs> um, and it's going to take a lot out of me. And so I think, you know, that's one of those things that I've caught myself just being lazy, you know, want, not wanting to yeah. go through the pain of that. And, and I, I, it's hard. I get it. <laughs> uh, what I was going to ask was not that any of us are biblical scholars here. Not even close. Not even close. Um, or, or anything. But um, I just wonder if, if maybe there may be somebody that's going to end up listening to this that may be asking, well, how do I move? Mm-hmm. Right? How do I, how do I change? Like, so I'm a heart or I'm in the rocky or I'm in the thorny mm-hmm. and I want to move to a place where my heart is open mm-hmm. to where mm-hmm. it is ready to be planted so that I can get to a point where I am 30, 50, a hundred fold producing fruit. Mm. Do you have any suggestions, insight? Maybe it's a conversation you sat here and go, yeah, here's the practical stuff Well, that you've of, noticed. One yeah. of my favorite things to remind myself of is that God, um, 
is faithful and just, mm. right? That when we confess to him, uh, he isn't a God of condemnation. That's mm. what Jesus did on the cross, that, that he is a God mm. who uh, is willing to embrace us with open arms, even in the midst of our thorny, you know, um, uh, rocky hearts, right? Mm. And that in those moments when we are willing to confess to him, mm-hmm. you know, scripture says that if, if we will confess, then he is faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, mm. that he will uh, allow us to, to experience. Sometimes it is painful pruning, mm-hmm. uh, but the results every time the other side of painful pruning has always been for my better. Mm -hmm. Right, not Mm -hmm. just my good, but my better. Mm -hmm. I'm always better on the other side. I may hurt it, you know. I may hurt as a result of it. I I may uh, not like what I'm experiencing, but it is for my better Mm. on the other side. And Mm -hmm. that that is the thing. So if I'm at a place where where I'm experiencing, maybe I've got thorns in my life that need to be weeded, Mm -hmm. and I need to to pull some things out of my heart that don't belong. Sometimes those are good things, Mm -hmm. but they, because they've taken the place of of Jesus and his word in my life, they've become idols. And so then they become bad things. Mm. And pulling those things out, a lot of times that comes from a willingness to to read the word of God, to be convicted, mm-hmm. and then a willingness to surrender those things. Mm-hmm. You know, like let's say it's my phone. I'm just using an easy example. We're all familiar <laughs> yeah. with it. Yes. Right? My phone, I've been on my phone a lot, and it, it can be very distracting. And mm-hmm. so now, what? well, what do I do? Well, I have to put the phone down. Is mm-hmm. that really inconvenient? If I take my phone and I put it away and I don't, I'm mm-hmm. not near my phone for four hours, yeah, it's super convenient. Uh, it's super inconvenient. It, 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 uh, I like my my phone. It it takes the place of boredom and thinking, mm-hmm. and I don't have to do any of those things when I have my phone. Uh, but if it's become such a terrible distraction, the putting of it away is actually better. Mm-hmm. Um, and and allowing God to reveal those things to us, and then mm-hmm. walking in that truth, mm-hmm. uh, that that is very freeing, and ultimately helps us to experience life. That's good. That ties in really well with what we talked about. A couple episodes ago, it actually, mm-hmm. Tim was talking about surrender and just like giving away or surrendering the things that are even good in our lives. And so just a great reminder of that. Um, any other questions about the parable? No, I'm good. Thank I, you I, so much. I've done my one rogue in there. So now <laughs> I told <laughs> you wait till would. the next little bit here to have another rogue moment. Yeah. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for bringing that word. I, I really hope that it does take root in students' hearts and that they do mm. seek kind of Um, that next step in their growth, whatever that may be. Um, I did kind of want to dig a little deeper into your personal story. So your background in, what did you study in school? So I studied um, history. Okay. And then I minored in Bible and business. Okay, great. So you jumped into coaching with those degrees. Um, So how did you make the leap from coaching to being a principal? And what was that like? Because I imagine they're pretty different. They playing fields. Um, I, I would say only because the hand of the Lord uh, moved in my life mm. did I end up there. So I uh, felt really drawn to Silverdale um, away from Brian. I felt like the Lord was kind of closing um, my time at Brian. Mm. felt like it was kind of time. I didn't really know what that meant. I'd yeah. had that feeling for about a year. Mm. Uh, and so I started a conversation with a high school principal at Silverdale at the time, and, and he, um, he said, hey, I really... 
you know, want, want you to consider coming to Silverdale to be our athletic director. And uh, I thought mm-hmm. I was going to stay in college baseball. There were a couple mm-hmm. of, of really, really big opportunities for me that I was right in the middle of. And so I uh, had a conversation with the, the principal at the time at Silverdale, and I just said, hey, I'm, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for your time, and but I, I'm not. And so he said, well, can I just share with you kind of what the Lord's doing at Silverdale? And, and mm-hmm. just so we talked for about 45 more minutes. And, and during that conversation, I just really felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, why, why, would you, why would you be ignoring something that I may have for you and your family mm-hmm. so quickly? Mm-hmm. So over about the next four or five weeks, seeking the Lord, praying, uh, really, you know, kind of working through some things with Silverdale and, and having some conversation with some, some trusted men in my life and trying to discern the, the Lord's voice, mm-hmm. um, I, I decided to, to leave Brian and go to Silverdale to be the athletic director. That was the plan. Uh, but like uh, all things in our life, God has a plan that we don't <laughs> see, and he is at work mm-hmm. in ways that we can't imagine. Yeah. So I'd been there about a year. Uh, the head of school, uh, Miss Hansard, who is an amazing woman, um, basically called me into her office one day and said, hey, uh, the, the principal of the high school is leaving. Mm-hmm. We want you to serve as interim uh, while, while we do a search. It's in May. It's kind of a tough time to have somebody leave. So if you can serve as interim principal, then we, you know, we'll do a search and et cetera. And I said, uh, okay, I mean, I don't, really know what a principal is, but uh, I'm more than willing to, to I'll try. <laughs> so I'll say yes. <laughs> and so, uh, about six or so months later, I guess, um, she came back to me and she said, Hey, our committee, we've looked at a lot of things. We we've, you know, talked with some people, but we really think you're the, the person. Wow. I, I, it wasn't something that I interviewed for. It, I, I wasn't formally seeking the position. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it was just an interim role. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so she said, no, we really think. And I said, well, I mean, just so we're clear, I, I still don't really know what I'm doing. And, and that's true four years later. And I think that's true all along the way. I often mm-hmm. think of myself as a 20 year old kid who isn't mm-hmm. really ever sure that he knows what he's doing. That was true when he, when I coached, when I was an athletic director, it's true now. I mean, I, yeah. I, I really just try to faithfully walk the road that the Lord has placed in front of me yeah. and, and to walk the steps that he, uh, he shows me to walk. And all along the way, God has been faithful to equip me mm. for the job that he wants me to do uh, when it needs to happen. And I cling, I cling um, almost every day. I cling to that, that verse in scripture where Jesus promises that the Holy Spirit will give you what you need in the moment. Mm. And so is it important to prepare? Yes. Is it important to go to college and to learn and to study and to grow? Yes. All of those Mm -hmm. things. Should you go to conferences and have mentors and seek equipping? Yes, that Mm -hmm. is true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At the same time, the fact that the Holy Spirit, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. will equip you in your hour of need. That is a powerful promise. Mm -hmm. And there is a, there is zero amount of education, mentorship, equipping that you can attend that is more powerful than the Holy Spirit giving you a gift when it is needed. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness, because like That's you said, you can, only, you can only <laughs> plan exactly for so right. much. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, um, thank you again for just sharing uh, a little bit about who you are, kind of what your heart is. Um, thanks for sharing with our students. Like I said, I really hope that it does take root. Um, any closing thoughts or comments from either 
either party, Tim, Taylor, anything else you want to <laughs> oh, share? Thank you for having me. It's always I feel like great I always to have something, but you know, so, so uh, I, I don't know. Taylor, you and I have known each other for a long time, so I have uh, appreciated your friendship, right, mm-hmm. and just kind of the time, and so. This is why I don't mind kind of continuing to go rogue at, mm-hmm. at times and asking questions because of the years, the years behind us. Maybe he did good remind years, me Tim. they were good, good years. years. They were good. Years. He did remind Many me that we've known years. each other for like twenty years, and I went, "There's no way we're not that old." But yeah, we are that we old. Are you that just that keep old. aging that yourself is, on this podcast. I do. I do. I just keep getting older. He's talking about yeah. it. Um, it's crazy. Um, but give me, give me like, if you would. Um, one or two things that you have learned from coaching, right, that are just um, good life lessons. Oh, good question. Right. And then because you've stepped into the principal role more recently, right, in the mm-hmm. last, what, two, three years, two years? Yeah, four years. I've been doing it four, four years, years now. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, give me one from that that you've learned that you're just like, oh, this was a, a good learning moment. Well, I think one of the lessons from from coaching that I seek to consistently apply in a lot of different areas of my life is the necessary need of for me to listen. Mm. And when I say listen, I don't really mean listen in the way that that people not not to listen to what people are saying but to listen to what they're not saying. Mm. So if, if we know 70% of communication is nonverbal, mm. so then I need to be so in tune and present with someone that I understand what they're communicating to me mm. and that, that to seek understanding, right? Listen to understand, not listen mm. to respond. But so mm. that happens with your players. So how do you really get to know your players? Well, you have to listen to them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do mm. that very well for a long time. And, and there have been days still that I don't, I'm not a very good listener for a myriad of reasons. And so, but I, I consistently come back to, am I listening to this person that I'm leading? Mm. Am I hearing what they're saying to me with understanding? Uh, do I appreciate their perspective or not? Mm. And sometimes as a coach, that's hard because you're like, well, I'm the coach. You're, mm. you're an 18 year old player. You're a 14 year old player. You're a 20 year old mm. player. Like what, what could you know? Mm-hmm. And, it, mm. and, but, but in that moment, you're deep, you're, you're not appreciating the person for who they are. Yeah. And so, um, I think there's a, there's a, the, the, and I would say that would maybe my second lesson. I think this is true even as a principal that everything we do is, is built around relationship and mm. the roles that I've been fortunate to play of have naturally been that in terms of really what I do as a principal or a coach or even a husband or a father or a friend, mm-hmm. like all of those things center around relationship. We were created for a relationship with our heavenly father and with mm-hmm. one another. Mm-hmm. And so my job by nature is more relational, but I've come to understand and embrace maybe the, the value of relationships at an even deeper level. And so as you seek to develop relationship with people, uh, it creates this desire in you to see them as God sees them, to, to really understand who they are in a genuine way. And uh, I, several people uh, through, throughout my life have said to me, like, you, you know, you really just like people. Mm-hmm. And that's true. I do. I really just enjoy 
people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that comes from the Lord. Um, but I, and so that has served me really well. And, and I think that, that what happens to us is what happens to me, I'll say this, what happens to me is the more self-consumed I become, the less about people I am because mm-hmm. I'm really about myself. So when I'm at my best, mm-hmm. it's less about me and more about the people I'm around. And when, when relationships are others-centered, we often, that gets reciprocated to us. Mm. It's kind of amazing how that works, that mm. if, if I'm willing to live for others, then oftentimes those relationships also benefit me, mm-hmm. and I get what I need from that relationship, because we all have needs, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that reciprocal nature of relationship then it's this amazing uh, thing that happens for us where we, we feel more at peace with who we are um, mm-hmm. the more we, we care about other people and because they tend to care about us mm-hmm. when we care about them. Yeah. I, I recently um, had that conversation with somebody about, listen, I'm not listening to respond to you. I'm listening to understand what you're telling me so then I can actually give you some good thoughts mm-hmm. right and most of the time we're when somebody's speaking to us we're okay what are they saying so that i can tell them what i think yeah <laughs> we're like right. already yeah. thinking about what we're gonna right? say yeah. versus the okay what are they actually saying to me mm-hmm. because not like you're saying not all the words they're using are actually communicating everything that i need to know right mm-hmm. well and what are they not saying mm-hmm. so then you can ask a good question right mm-hmm. Yes. Because sometimes you get, you know, back to story, Emily, to what you're saying earlier, mm-hmm. in order to really understand someone's story, you have to ask good questions mm-hmm. because usually people won't tell you their story. Mm. They'll tell you pieces of it and we just kind of throw it together in our head like, oh yeah, I get it. Fill in the gaps, yeah. But if I ask good yeah. questions, then I really understand your story. Mm-hmm. And if I'm your friend, I can help you pick apart the lies in your story because mm-hmm. there may be things that I see. Those closest to us, like Tim, Tim, and, Tim and I have been close for a long time. Mm-hmm. There's things that Tim have said to me that I needed him to say to me. Mm-hmm. No one else could have said them to me, oh, right? But sure. I could receive them from him and his mm-hmm. insight. Then I go, oh. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. I, only, I only allow that kind of impact to happen because he knows my story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can trust that, okay, he knows my story and he's actually on my team. Yeah. We're not always convinced somebody's on our mm-hmm. team. Yeah. yeah, especially when they're telling us things that we don't want to hear. Right. That's right. <laughs> it's easy or, to flip that switch. You You're not on my side. <laughs> but oftentimes that's how God shapes us, right? Yeah, Through other absolutely. people. Like he uses, okay, Emily's going to tell Taylor this and Taylor's not going to like it, but <laughs> I really need Emily to tell him that because otherwise, <laughs> exactly. you know. And, yeah, I've had that happen so many times with, with trusted friends and even my own family. You know, oh, family just, can be good <laughs> at telling you the truth, right? Yeah, I mean, Bernie and Donna—they've been honest, so oh, that's good. <laughs> just good. I have no doubt. <laughs> yes, I appreciate honest people in my yeah. life. Yes, I need it more than I like to admit. That's for sure. So, I, I don't have anything else, right? Like, I don't have any more rogue questions <laughs> or any of those kind of things. Uh, that's just kind of what came to mind, and and wanting to ask the questions and see where it would go I think it was good makes me think about a lot of things um between your chapel talk today and mm-hmm. just this conversation right like I just think about okay God where am I at where am I at right now mm-hmm. what's going on right now in my life and where do you have me 
am I actually in the good soil or have I fooled myself to thinking mm. that that I'm in the good soil or I'm in the rocky soil or wherever, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, hearing you say that reminded me of something my mom said to me a long time ago. I, I, um, I was talking to her just about how she prayed for, for me and my brother and sister growing up, you know, wanting to be a praying parent. And she said, I prayed that we, that, that we as parents and that you would never be fooled. Mm. Mm. We wanted to see you for who you were and we wanted you to see you mm-hmm. for who you actually are. Mm. We prayed that, that, you know, you would not be fooled and that neither would we. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, so to, to what you're saying, mm. man, that we would not fool ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, Lord, help me not to be fooled mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I would right. know exactly who I am and then lay that at the cross knowing that it's okay, that mm-hmm. it's okay, that it's mm-hmm. okay to be who you are that, and that he's going to move me more to who he wants me to be, mm-hmm. and that's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's such mm-hmm. a powerful prayer for this generation too with, with so much of the struggles of identity and where that lies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Pray that over myself. Pray that over our students because that's super challenging no matter where you are. So that's right. thanks for bringing the word. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. It's such yeah, a, it was great. Such well, an honor you. and privilege to be back here with you yeah, guys. We appreciate it so much. Yeah. All right, later. Bye. Good afternoon. In way of announcements, I want to let you know the alumni department is hosting a webinar on mental health. Nathan Harris, the Bryan College's director of counseling, We'll talk about mental health trends in college students. The webinar will be on March 21st from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. This is a free webinar, so please plan to join us during this time. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. Make sure you subscribe and share. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.